And I am bringing you today's word for October 6th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming for You. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop saying it until God tells me to say something else. I want you to know that God, that greater is coming for you, that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, that these are good plans, plans to bless you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And as you die to self and you yield to him and you follow him and you're led of the Holy Spirit, greater is coming. For you, we've been studying the life of David. This is part 40. So this is greater is coming part 40. The title of today's message is a direct relationship with God. As a born again believer, you have to have a direct relationship with God. Let me just say this, because when I said part 40, <laughs> the Holy Spirit just kind of like wanted me to emphasize that for a minute. So this is part 40. That means that I do this five days a week, have been for 23 years. Five days a week. That means that today is the end of eight weeks of teaching just on this. And you know what? We're just getting started. We have a long way to go. And so I thank God for, for blessing me to stick with stuff. Because you know what? Just let's be honest for a minute. Sometimes I'm teaching a series and I could be in part 20, part 40, part 60, part 70. And you really didn't even get it until part 37. You know what I'm saying? And so like, you know, I keep driving this stuff home and it's like, oh, I got it now. And God loves us enough to keep showing us and teaching us something so that we can finally get it. So anyway, let's go back to the word. So today I'm going to cover 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. Uh, before I do, though, yesterday I covered 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses 9 through 20. And so before I get into 1 Samuel 23, let me just circle back to yesterday real quick. 1 Samuel 22, because I need to say this. I need to say this. I was thinking about this last night. I was talking to my wife about this last night. This is crazy. I mean, this guy... Diog killed 85 priests and their wives, their family members, and their children, and the cattle, and the goats, and the dogs, and everything, right? Crazy. And then David took responsibility, said, man, this all happened because of me, because I had this relationship or conversation uh, with the priest. And then think about it from this perspective, because this is this is real talk. This is like, as believers, if you want to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, there are going to be some times where you're like, oh my, Really? Where, where, where you don't have the answers and you still got to keep going anyway. David had to process, digest, understand what just happened. All those people died and they died because of me. And then David had to keep going. Like a, a lot of people would just give up. A lot of people, this is where people leave the church. This is where people question like, you know, oh man, I don't know. You know, I prayed for this person. They got healed. I prayed for that person. They died. God, what's wrong with you? And then they leave the church and they leave God. Listen, there's some things you're not going to understand until you get to heaven. And as a believer, you have to press through even those painful situations. Say amen to that. All right, so now let's get to 1 Samuel chapter 23. So David was still in Judah uh, when he received word that the Philistines were at Keilah and they were stealing grain from the threshing floors and they were terrorizing the Israelites there. And so David asked the Lord, he said, Lord, should I go attack them, right? 
um, should I go? And he was like, before I go, I want to make sure that you, you want me to go. And so obviously this time where David was on the run really kind of forced him to rely on God. And, and, and sometimes really is when, when, when challenges come that we pray harder. Now we should be praying every day, but I'm just being, you know, a lot of people don't even pray until something bad happens. So anyway, he's in this situation where he's like, now he's like, okay, I got it now. I need to rely on you for everything. So he goes, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? This is going on. I found out about this thing in Keilah. Do you want me to go? Do you want me to fight? And the Lord says, yes, go and save Keilah. But when David told his men, he was like, hey, man, the Lord wants us to go and save these people in Keilah. The men were like, are you crazy? Man, didn't you just, didn't you just hear what Saul did? He killed all those people. You must, matter of fact, we don't even want to be here in Judah, much less go fight the Philistines. No, we ain't trying to go nowhere. <laughs> so, so David was like, dog, now what do I do? He went back to God. And, and that's what I'm saying. You got to have a direct relationship with God. So he went back to God and was like, okay, God, look, you want me to go, but what's going on? I mean, the men and everything. And God said, go down to Keilah for I will help you to conquer the Philistines. So now that he got this word, he was like, okay, well, I got a word from God. He goes back to the man. He was like, listen, man, God wants us to go. He convinced them and they went. So they took off to Keilah and, with, and we, they get there. And of course the power of God is on them. And so while they're there, they, through the power of God, they slaughtered the Philistines. They rescued the people of Keilah. They rescued their livestock. And then when Saul, the Bible says that when Saul heard about what happened, oh, Saul got excited. He was like, oh, Keilah is a walled city. So if David is locked up inside of that wall city, oh snap, let's take off. We can surround the city and then we'll trap them and then we'll kill David and his men. So Saul got mobilized. He got all his men together and they start marching to Keilah, right? To overtake David. He wanted to kill David. And then David find out. Now, I don't, there was no internet. Like, so when the Bible says Saul got wind or Saul heard, how did they hear? Like, I mean, carrier pigeons? I don't know. But anyway, some way, Somehow they found out. So then David found out that Saul was coming. And so it was like, oh, snap, now Saul is coming. And then this is where it's critical. This is where I love this part of the story. When David found out that Saul was coming, David went, went to uh, uh, Abiathar, the priest. And so he goes to Abiathar. Remember, this is the son of Ahimelech. And this is the son of basically the one that everybody died. This is the one that escaped, the priest. And so he goes to the priest. Watch this. Now, normally... People in the Old Testament, they will go to the priest and say, hey, listen, this is what's going on. Can you go inquire of the Lord? Go find out what God wants me to do, right? Not David. Remember, I'm talking about having a direct relationship with God. So he went to the priest. He was like, oh, okay. You need me to go find out from God? He's like, no. What I need you to do is give me your ephod. This was a priestly robe. He was like, no, I don't need, I'm not asking you to find out from God for me. Heck no. I need to hear from God for myself. What I want you to do is give me your priest. Uh, uh, your priestly robe, give me the ephod. Give me the ephod. I'm going to ask God myself. I was like, oh, okay. So he gives him the ephod and then David puts it on and David says, no, you know, I, I'm going to go ask God directly. And so David prayed and he says, oh Lord, God of Israel, I have heard that Saul is planning to come and to destroy Keilah because I'm here. Now, let me ask you this question, God. When, when Saul gets here, will the leaders of Keilah betray me to him? And will Saul actually come as I have heard? So he asked two questions. Is Saul coming? And when Saul gets here, will these people that I just saved, will they turn their back on me and betray me and hand me over to, to Saul? Uh, and, and the Lord said, yes, he's coming. 
And yes, the people are going to betray you. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? So he says, yes, Saul is coming. And yes, these people that you just saved, they will turn on you. They will betray you. And it's, excuse the common vernacular, but folk are funny like that. I mean, people will do you like that. Thankfully, God is faithful. So what does this mean to you today? You're like, Rick, I love these stories, but I, I need you to give me some teaching. I got you. I got you covered. You know that. So I have four things to share with you on this morning. Four. I want you to open up your heart to receive four things. Number one, here we go. You must, look at me, look at me. I can't overstate the importance of this. You must be able to hear from God for yourself, for yourself. As we study the differences between David and Saul, David was hearing from God and, and Saul thought he was hearing from God. Now, but what Saul was doing was coming up with stuff and he still thought that God was blessing the work of his hands, which is ridiculous. David knew that he was hearing from God and Saul was out there doing what he wanted to do and then asking God to bless it. And you know what? That's exactly how people are in the church today. There are some people that are led of the Holy Spirit in all things. Father, what do you want me to do? They inquire of the Lord. They're led of the Holy Spirit in all things, at all times, in all ways. Like Jesus said, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. And then there are other people that just do whatever they want and then add a in Jesus name to it. And then they go, God, I need you to bless this. Well, no, God never signed up to bless whatever you come up with. You're asking God to bless your selfish desires. David was destined to be king, right? But he was waiting on God to make a way for him to be king. Saul was actually in the position, but he was actually fired already and he, he didn't even realize it. He didn't even know it. You know why? Because he, he did not have a relationship with God. Saul relied on priests and prophets to go tell him what God said. Not David. David was like, I need to hear from God for myself. David needed to know what God's will was. So when he went to the priest, he was like, oh, you want me to go ask God? He's like, no, I don't need you to ask God. I need you to give me your role. I want to ask God for myself. As a born again believer, you need to be able to ask God for yourself. God told him, he was like, hey, is Saul coming? Yep, he's coming. Are these people going to turn on me? Yep, those people are going to turn on you. And so, so you got to ask God for stuff. I mean, you inquire of the Lord. Remember, God has already been to your future. He's already been there. God doesn't have to wait to Tuesday to find out what's going to happen on Tuesday. So God has already been to your future. Ask God about your future. And he can give you revelation. I mean, God can give you revelation that exceeds education and experience. God can give you revelation that will exceed anything that you could ever get any other way. God can give you insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. Say amen to that. Ask God. You need to have a relationship with God for yourself. Number two, it is critical that you develop a personal and intimate relationship with the Father. So I'm going to further drive home this point with the second point. When David was out there in the fields all alone, it was just him and the sheep and God. Wolves would come, lions would come, bears would come. And he developed a reliance on God out there in the fields because he had nobody else but God. See, when he got to rock bottom in that cave, what did he do? He looked to God. When he was tired, he was hungry, he was all alone. He looked to God and he relied on God directly. He didn't have a prophet. He didn't have a priest. He didn't have nobody. He had God. And so that is critical. As a born again believer, you got to know that you can go to God directly. David went to God directly. You must have a relationship with the father directly. Jesus is our high priest. That's it. I don't need any other priest. I don't need any other intermediary between me 
in God. You can appreciate your pastor, your priest, your spiritual mentors, whoever it is that God has given you, great. Appreciate them, honor them, sow seeds into their life, you know, whatever. Do, do all of that. I'm down for that. But at the end of the day, you got to hear from God for yourself. You got to develop a personal and intimate relationship with the Father because when, when, abs- when situations come, circumstances come, challenges come, and they will come, you got to know that you are hearing from God for yourself. Because when in the middle of hard times, if you know that you're hearing from God, you will have peace. You, you, you will have peace even though the situation hasn't changed, has, hasn't changed yet. You will have peace on the inside no matter what's going on on the outside. Why? Because you are hearing from God. Say amen to that. All right, number three. This third point, I've made it before, but I want to say it again. Because sometimes when something bad happens, like with Job's friends, when something bad happens, people say, oh man, Job must have done something. People will question you because something bad is happening in your life. They think you're in sin or you did something wrong. My third point is you can be in the center of God's will and still face opposition. David was right where God wanted him to be. He kept asking God, God, what do you want me to do? You want me to go to Keilah? Yep, go to Keilah. Boom. All right, now that I'm here, Saul is coming. What's going to happen? Oh, Saul is coming. Yep. Are these people going to betray me? Yep, they're going to betray you. Now, wait a minute. Didn't you tell me to come here to help these people? Yep. And now you're going to let them betray me? Yep. (laughs) And and so you could be in the center of God's will and still face opposition. Just because you're facing a challenge doesn't mean that you're outside of God's will. No, you, God will lead you around some stuff. And sometimes God will lead you right through some stuff. God has empowered you to overcome. And this is what baffles me. All these believers say that they're an overcomer, but they don't How can you be an overcomer if you don't have anything to come over? So yeah, there's going to be obstacles and challenges and circumstances and situations, but God has given you the grace for it. Say, I have grace for that. All right. Number four. And finally, last point for today. God is faithful. God is faithful. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. God is faithful. The people that David had just rescued were ready to turn on him. Isn't that, that's sad. And it is sad. But, it, but it's the reality of humanity. People are like that. Some people will smile in your face and then stab you in the back in the next moment. Some people will, will be your biggest fan, they say, in the morning and then be your biggest detriment in the afternoon. At the end of the day, some people are just not reliable. But, and while I pre, I'm not, now, I'm not saying this so that you can get bitter towards people. I'm not saying this so that you can build up resentment towards people. No, all I'm saying is that your reliance can't be on people. Your reliance has to be on God, on God and God alone, because God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. God is more dedicated to you than you're dedicated to you. And for, in 2 Timothy 2 and 13, the Bible says that even when we are faithless towards God, God remains faithful towards us. And so he cannot deny himself. When he looks at you, he sees the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world, and he cannot deny that. So as I close, let me tell you, God loves you. God loves you with an unconditional love. You did nothing to cause God to start loving you, and nothing you do can cause him to stop. He loves you. He wants to impact every area, every aspect of your life, but that's why you gotta, you gotta look to him, and you gotta have a relationship with him, and you have to spend time with him. God loves you. Love him back. All right. Let's close out this message with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for wanting a relationship with me. (laughs) The fact that the God of the universe cares about me is amazing to me. You think about me. 
You made plans for me before the world began. You pursued me even when I didn't want anything to do with you. And now you take the time, Father, to commune with me. For that, Father, I will never cease to give you praise. I will not neglect my relationship with you. I cherish the time we spend together. I'm thankful for my pastors, for my spiritual mentors, but nothing can replace my direct relationship with you, Father, through your son, Jesus the Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. So I hear from you directly, and my hearing impacts every area, every aspect of my life. You answer my prayers, you give me direction, and you speak to me when I need it. This is why I can boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, you got to have a direct relationship with God. You got to know God for yourself. You can't live off of anybody else's faith. You can't thank God for your pastors, your spiritual leaders, your priests, all of that. I'm down with that. I love them. I appreciate them. But you have to know God. You have to be able to hear from God for yourself. Go into this day relying on the Father. Make time to spend time with God. Open up your heart to him. Say, and if you can't hear from God, I get this question all the time. How do I know? Listen, the Bible says that we are his sheep, right? He is our shepherd. We will hear his voice and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. So say, Father, listen, I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. Speak to me. And he will. He loves you. He will lead you. Please make the time to acknowledge him. Slow down. Turn the TV off. Don't do all the talking. Let him speak to you and you will live an amazing life. Do me a favor. If this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.